had another one of those cards where it might not have the name value in the obvious, you know, huge card potential at UC Vegas 31, but it was another one that was highly entertaining, and we saw a lot of good stuff on the prelims. We saw some huge knockouts. We saw a great fight between Billy Q and Gabriel Benitez, um, where, I mean, for the most of it, Gabriel Benitez looks like one of those, you know, torso punching bag kind of kind of things. That's what he reminded me of. Uh, we saw Jeremy Seabrins get shut the hell up. Misha Tate looks like she hasn't missed a single day in the Octagon. Then also, Islam Makachev does Islam Makachev things. And then also, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we have a huge card coming up this weekend. UFC Vegas 32. It got pushed back. We finally get this fight. Corey Sienhagen versus the snake in the grass. The CEO of EPO. TJ Dillashaw, and that's probably the greatest stake thing that Colby Covington has ever come up with. But Blake, after this solid UFC Vegas 31 card, and we're in the fight week for this, another really great card on paper, and probably what's going to be played out in the octagon, how are we feeling today? Feeling good, man. It was an entertaining weekend, ready to get up uh, and going for this next weekend coming up, because there's uh, quite the crazy bantamweight fight going down on Saturday. Oh. There's some good stuff going on. But, of course, I'm your host, Ross Sell, joined alongside by the fourth and long UFC correspondent, Blake Campbell. And we're ready to get right into things and also stick ahead when we get to the Islam Makhachev versus Tiago Moises fight. So we can give you our... We're just going to match make the lightweight division. And we've got some real fire stuff we, we threw back and forth to, um, before recording. So, uh, trust me, Sean Shelby, um, Mick Maynard, Dana White, hire us, please, because we would make the UFC a better place. Also, it's because my Endeavor stocks are in the shitter right now, so obviously we need to find a way to, to up those. Blake, you feel me? You bought more in stocks than I have, too. It's not looking great. <laughs> yeah, it's gone down a little bit, but, you know... <laughs> We're in for the long haul. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, we're, not, we're not in for a quick turnaround. We're just we're in for the long haul. This is not a pump and dump, man. I am with you. I'm going to be an owner of the UFC for for a while now. Okay, whether you like it or not, Dana White. So partners, help me help you. But let's hop into things. UFC Vegas 31. Just some fights. I want to shout out. Um, of course, in is going to be Billy uh, uh, Quarantillo against Gabriel Benitez. Quarantillo put on an ass kicking performance, and then shout out to Blake uh, for his getting replied to on Twitter by the man, the myth, the legend. And so if you want to do us a favor, go ahead and retweet our tweet, retweet Blake's tweet, but you can follow us at 4th Long Radio. And also try to maybe just send him another at, because we're trying to get an interview with that man. And that would be some really great stuff. I'd love to bring that to you. Um, then also another stuff on the prelims, Daniel Rodriguez with a great performance against Preston Parsons. He might give himself a top 15 fight. Um, and then Malcolm Gordon possibly saving his spot on the UFC roster with his win over Devisian's Figueredo's brother, Francisco Figueredo. But the first fight I want to hone in on is Alan Badeau and Rodrigo Freya because this was a tale of two very, very different rounds. In the first round, it looked like it was all Alan. Then in the second round, it was Rodrigo pulling a huge comeback. And gave the knockout. And this looked like it could have been about a 10-8 round. And then the guy that got 10-8ed goes out and gets the knockout. So I thought this is a really great way to start off the card. Yeah, it was awesome. 
I I couldn't believe, you know, just kind of the teeter-totter that we saw going into the second round. I mean, I feel like everyone thought that fight was over for the most part. You could have arguably called in some places in the first round. But, uh, yeah, to see, to see uh, Fajeda get in there and, and get the finish, no, that's just impressive, man. I can't, I can't even put into words uh, after getting your butt kicked like that for five minutes and then going out there and getting the finish. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's some really solid stuff right there. I mean, that's all hard determination. And in the way that he was getting pieced up, he, pieced, he started to piece up Allen and got the KO in that way, man. It was a crazy fight. That if you want to talk about a crazy quick KO... Let's talk about Amanda Limos and Monsieur Ruiz because Limos makes extremely quick work of Ruiz in this one. It gets a 35-second knockout, and there's a couple of things to talk about here that besides just a really fantastic knockout, the highlight reel knockout, um, first off, there is some controversy a little bit with the stoppage because it was the ref it was one of those quick stoppages where she gets knocked down, took like a punch or two, and then they stopped it. But then Ruiz pops right back up, gets her hands up, and is ready to go. Um, at least seemingly ready to go. And then after the fight, um, Lemus's translator cuts one of the best promos I've seen all year long. So just real quick, uh, what did you think about the stoppage? And also, did Lemos really say that? Or was her coach just trying to, trying to say some words <laughs> in that one? Uh, the stoppage, I think, was pretty fair. Uh, I think Lemos was going to piece her up regardless. Uh, and she's she looks like some uh, some refreshing new blood to the strawweight division. You know, it's going to be much needed. It's going to be nice to see her go up into the rankings. You know, maybe towards the top ten. I mean, she could she could really face anyone in the top ten at this point. I think, <laughs> uh, unless her I don't know what her ground game is like, but uh, if it's anything like her her stand up game she's she's a killer uh but for her manager i think it's waleed right yeah it is yeah Yeah. waleed not the biggest fan of that dude i think he's kind of a (laughs) cornball he's irritating Uh, (laughs) but you got to give the guy props he definitely got people's attention he got people talking about his fighter that you know that he's helping out so i mean props to him for for doing that uh do i think that he word for word translated everything she said (laughs) probably not he probably embellished a few things here and there uh, you know, may, you know, I I don't know. He he said what he needed to say. Uh, I'm sure she didn't hate anything that he had to say. So, because he basically called out like all the top everyone, you know, like any, anyone that's going to get her close to a title shot. So, right. It was well done. It was well done. I'll give you that. Yeah, like it was intense for sure. Yeah. It was intense. <laughs> it kind of caught like, me damn. off guard. I, I saw this knockout. I was like, and then I think. I was more hyped up, not after the knockout, but after the promo. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, that guy definitely knows how to get people's blood boiling. He did a good job, man. That, that's all I can say. We all wish we could have a hype man like him. Uh, but in the main card, we have a few fights that we really need to look at uh, besides Billy Q. Um, let's look at Jeremy Stevens versus uh, Matias Gamrat because Gamrat gets a really quick finish to Jeremy Stevens mm-hmm. and locks in a Kimura. Just real quick, what's a? I feel like I, we never see Kimuras. Like, well, I feel like we we see them, but they're people are they they know how to defend it pretty well now. 
and uh, I've seen him never see Kamara finishes. I yeah, you don't you don't see finishes, but you do see him used a lot for like transitions or maybe mm -hmm. like counters almost to like make someone, you know, uh, reverse the position basically, uh, especially if you're on bottom. I've seen that a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was weird because Stevens, I think, was actually going for the Kamara first when he because uh, Gamrot shot on him like almost in, I think there was maybe two strikes thrown from both of these guys. Yeah. And uh, he gets the he gets the takedown, and I want to say Stevens was thinking about going for a Kimura, but couldn't couldn't pull it off, and uh, then ends up getting Kimura himself. So it was kind of it was kind of weird. It's a slick reversal at, at the least, though. Uh, and this happened just a minute into the first round. Gamrat now moves to nineteen in one in his professional MMA career. He is now two and one in the UFC. He lost his. Uh, um, debut in, in the promotion but he now has two nice back-to-back -back wins and, and against the solid guys I mean German Stevens isn't really a pushover and this is just the first time since 2009 that someone's been able to manage to submit Jeremy Stevens and so let's take a look at what might be next for this guy because he's certainly um, probably going to go um, getting close to that top 15 um, here in that featherweight division. So, do you think it's time for a top fifteen fight for him? Is that's going to be in the lightweight early? division? Oh, sorry, excuse me, the lightweight division. Thank you, Blake. That's why you're Got here. You. Um, so, are we getting close to that top fifteen? Are we at that top fifteen? Or on like that fringe fight where if he gets one, then he'll get the top fifteen. And of course, with the lightweight division, it's going to be tough either way to be one of those one of the best fifteen. Yeah, I mean, he could definitely. I think he's proven now that he, he just beat a guy with a big name. Why don't you don't, Why don't you give him a guy with a number now? Um, he's he just he just beat up Jeremy Stevens in a minute and five seconds. So yeah, I, I say why not give him give him a guy that's right there near top fifteen, uh, maybe number fifteen through twelve if anyone's available at this time. I'm not sure. I don't have the rankings pull up. I have to do it hmm. right well, now. Well, right now, if you want to look at take a look at uh, eleven to fifteen, we got. Kevin Lee, Diego Freya, Brad Riddell, Tiago Moises, and Armand Sicarian. So, Armand yeah. might be there. Moises, after his loss to Islam Makachev, might be there. Um, if you want to see where Kevin Lee fits into all this, I think that might be a little bit of a jump. Also, Kevin Lee is looking more for welterweight right now anyway. Mm -hmm. But he's still in the lightweight rankings. Um, and I'm not really surprised. Are you surprised John Jones is number one pound for pound? Hasn't fallen in a long-ass time. So, UC rankings are a little bit weird. Um, yeah, I mean, give him a guy with a number. That's all I got to say. Brad Riddell, Sarukian, any of those guys. Moises, I don't know. It, it's usually better uh, matching guys up. I, I want to say that UFC usually matches guys up wins and wins if mm -hmm. possible, losses and losses if possible. But it, so, in terms of a fight, the what we'd seen the octagon, that him and Brad Riddell would be pretty damn exciting. I Brad Riddell and almost anybody besides, you know, <laughs> someone that's just going to lay and pray. Uh, not Islam Makachev. No, I'm, I'm not saying Islam because no, Islam's exactly. cool. We'll be able to cool my book. Right? We'll be able to delve a little bit more in the main event. He is not like Khabib, but may, maybe not in the way that you would think or at least that a lot of people are thinking. But on the other side of the coin, we have Jeremy Stevens. And so what do we do with him now? Because he now has... He's a UFC record holder, Blake. And he holds the record for the most UFC losses. He now has 18 
Uh, only He has 19 losses on his record. Just one of them happened outside the promotion. He's been with the promotion for a long-ass time, um, which is he's one of those longest senior guys on the roster is what it seems like. But he's now also has five losses in a row, albeit to some high level and some killers. He's lost to Josie Aldo, Zabit, um, two times as one was a no contest and then a natural loss. There is Zaire Rodriguez and Calvin Cater, and, and now my favorite is Gamrot. So, do you does he still have a place in the UFC? Do you still want him to be there? Also, um, just another reason why Conor McGregor officially killed his career. Uh, I don't know. He did pretty decent after Conor. He had a little run again there in the featherweight division. Remember, and he then, up, up our boy Josh. So that kind uh, of sucked. That was that his was last highlight, fight. and that was uh, I hate remembering that because I look at that. Josh fight, like, dropped him that fight too, man. I was yeah. like, yes, and then. It was over. Speaking of which, another uh, UFC talk, another time I'll mention that I need Josh Emmett back in my life. Please get knocked down again. <laughs> right? I mean, that's looks, our weekly shout out. So. Hey, but if you look at the one of the most underrated coaches in all of MMA, especially in boxing, Coach Joey Rodriguez of Team Alpha Male, big shout out to him. Had an interview with him a while ago. He was our first, second interview that we had on this channel. Uh, but. He's been posting clips of him and Josh Emmett hitting the bags because, it, or hitting the pads because if you listen to that interview, you know, those two go way back. And they were together before they joined Team Alpha Male. And those training clips, at least on Instagram, they, he looks sharp. The knee looks good. That's good. That's good. To, that's good to hear. And hopefully we start seeing some more things from him. Oh, you bet. Get him back in the octagon. But what, what was the question again? What, what do we, we do with Jeremy Stevens at this point? What would you like to see from him? Um, it, it, do you, are you still excited from a Jeremy Stevens fight, or should we just put him uh, back in there? Uh, and so, the only fight he's won is a weigh-in in the last like four years. Yeah, I was just gonna say the only fight that I, I'm I'm really interested in seeing with Jeremy Stevens right now is like the Dracar fight, Dracar mm-hmm. close fight, because that's just unfinished business. And I, yeah. I mean, if they could make that fight happen that would be sweet because that that's got some heat to it i think a lot of people would be invested in that um but i mean yeah other than that i think he's at the uh that point in in the career where he he's just kind of the you know you kind of hate to say it but he's kind of the journeyman he's he's mm-hmm. kind of the gatekeeper and he's not even not even like he's the gatekeeper of the top 10 he's he's more like the gatekeeper of almost the top 15 like number number 15 maybe yeah it's it's tough. Uh, I would like to still see him fight to see what he has left, but ultimately, he's kind of in the rough spot. Whether he he's wants he's to not be. a fan favorite for sure, but no. well, but I I definitely echo what you're saying. I I for sure wouldn't mind seeing him fight again, especially against yeah. you know uh, guys that are on the uh, up you know coming up mm-hmm. guys that maybe are a little newer to the UFC maybe or maybe guys like... that aren't as good mm-hmm. just to see can he still supply us those highlight reel finishes that'd be sweet to see well we could see him in almost a I would say maybe like a Andre Orlovsky kind of role where Orlovsky doesn't have nearly as bad of a recent record but he's a non-top 15 fighter close to the top 15 that's been fighting the new guys that either have to wait a little longer to get into that top 15 or or they'll beat him and be able to make it into the rankings so i think there's a, a good comparison there and like i still enjoy seeing but arlovsky's still in the top 10 right top 10 15 uh andre arlovsky is not ranked not ranked anymore i thought i thought he was ranked pretty recently uh i think 
earlier this year he might have been yeah yeah but but yeah no because steven's he's not a ranked no. fighter right now no they're kind of the same the same position also if you lose five fights in a row please don't be ranked <laughs> right yeah that goes without unless saying. you're unless you're mcgregor <laughs> <laughs> damn oh isn't that way too true man i really had to bring me back down with that one uh but um the next fight is was the coming event and this is really great to see misha tate uh, make a return because she suffered a, a couple tough losses on her way out of the promotion it was against Amanda nunez and then it was against Ricole Pennington. Two tough opponents, but would just from watching this fight, Blake, would you think that she's been out for almost five years? Uh not I mean, did she look like the best? No. no. But did she look really, really good for someone that hasn't been I mean, what was it, like one thousand six hundred and nine days or some crazy Damn. number like that? I can't remember the exact number, but it, it was five years since 2016. I want to say, mm-hmm. um, that's insanity, dude. She looked like she hasn't missed a beat for the most part. Does mm-hmm. she have some things she could definitely clean up and and hopefully improves on if she does uh, consider herself in her mind, you know, uh, the top contender and and going towards that goal of of uh, obtaining the belt, mm-hmm. you know, putting that around her waist. Yeah, man, she needs she needs to clean up a few things. She needs to sharpen some tools, uh, but. That none saying all that, that was a great performance. She went out there, beat a uh, an opponent that people thought she was going to beat, that she was the favorite in. Got and her she did first TKO in her career too, which is crazy. Yeah, she. I mean, she looked great on the ground. She looked like a savage man. Oh, man I love the ground and pound. I, you know, we're both suckers for a little bit of GNP, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's dude. That's one of the most effective. Shout out Habib. You know, like he's that's one of his big uh, parts of his game. You got a good ground and pound game, and, and you can also take people down to the mat. Like, mm-hmm. that's a great combination, obviously. I mean, it's just in her simple. Prime, I mean, Misha Tate was a fantastic wrestler and grappler. Mm-hmm. She could get you down to the to the mat, and there wasn't a whole lot you could do there. And so um, this was great not only to see her because, obviously, when she left the promotion originally, there is a lot of stuff going on outside of the octagon, which is never great. But luckily, um, that's been put behind her. Now she can... Focus once again on MMA, and she looked great, and she's a fantastic addition to this bantamweight division, which is somewhat lacking in real contenders for Amanda Nunes. So let's take a look at what next, what might be next for her, um, because we all know how the women's divisions work in, in the UFC. If you get um, like wins, push you up the the, the rankings way more than in any other of the men's divisions i mean that that's a fact you could be a you can win a top 15 fight you can win it or you can win like a fight where you rank 11 to 15 and then you be put to top five the next time it, it's just how it works so with that being said how far up would you rank misha tate at, at this point and it, obviously she's going to be coming for amanda nunez's belt uh and try to avenge that loss so Will she ever be able to get this rematch? And if so, how long do you think it would take her? Um, I mean, so I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Holly Holm called her out over the weekend, Which, right? Uh, I, that, I think Misha I saw Tate. something with Holly, Holly I'm Holm. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Holly called out Misha over the weekend. Which isn't bad. And that's great because Holly wants to avenge that loss, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Holly lost her championship belt to Misha. 
uh holly beats misha she solidifies herself she's probably gonna get how many times she's only fought once right against amanda um um sorry who are you referring to holly home holly home yeah she um she fought amanda niz once yeah she could get a rematch if she beat Misha. I, I think like really that could that could damn near be the title eliminator between her it could be and Holly Holm. Better, man. like straight up if the, if that fight got signed and then you know what i wouldn't mind seeing after, if the, if that got signed i wouldn't mind seeing aldana versus jermaine durandamy mm. and that would be like you know the for sure number one contender after that yes because that would show us if as long as aldana makes weight you know <laughs> Well, uh, just don't just don't menstruate that, that week. I guess I don't know. What yeah, you're man, you gotta you gotta hit it on your cycle, I guess, <laughs> or off your cycle. I don't well, know how to. You gotta to time that. the date right. You gotta time the fight date right. I guess right. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a trash situation to be in. That's just unlucky. But yeah, I, I mean, I love those two fights. I think Holm versus Misha Tate. Mm-hmm. That's fire. That's a rematch. You can definitely build that up. Pretty. Yeah, you could damn near have them headline really. Like you a fight say, night. That could help. Yes, that could headline the fight night. Uh, um, and that, yeah, that'd be sweet. That's not bad, but for Misha Tate, do you think she should be put in this position where she's a win away from a title shot? Is that realistic? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much better she's going to get, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's not like taking a slide at her. It's just saying, like, she's been out for five years. I'm mm-hmm. sure she you know, started training really hardcore at a certain point, knowing yeah. that she was going to make a comeback. So it's not like, I, I don't think she just started getting back into MMA. No, no, no. I would hope not at least. No, um, she, no she's but. So I mean, why, like, why, why waste time? If, if you're as good as <laughs> you think you are, go in there, get it, get it, get, you know, get a good win against Holly Holm, who's definitely going to challenge you and going to get yes. you ready. And then go try your heart out against, uh, Amanda Nunes again. See what happens. I love that mindset, man. If we want to get the business, let's just get the business and, and, and get things rocking and rolling. Because all those fights will still be there after the, the Nunes fight. Like get that, exactly. you know, get that, get those big fights while you're still younger. And then if you want to look hungrier. at it though, too, ultimately the whole point of this is to get Amanda Nunes a contender for the belt, or I mean, or for most of the time she it's or just a good fight we want to stop giving her victims and giving and we want to give her opponents you know what i'm saying we want to give her something and i know for a fact misha tate is better than at least 10 of these top 15 fighters in in the women's bantamweight division she's a better competition for amanda nunez and all those fighters and honestly i mean if you look at the top five juliana pena irena aldana aspen ladd holly holm jermaine durandamain and honestly, besides maybe Jermaine Durand, me, but at least Holly Holm, Misha Tate's a better challenge, a better challenger for that belt than any one of these women. I guess we'll see from Aspen Ladd once we get to her. Aldana, though, dude. I don't, she beat up on Yana, but she also came in overweight, and I don't want to disrespect yes. Yana like that, but she. But man, those hands, though, dude. You yeah. can't. You know, they were like, that's the one thing is like Aldana's hands are on another level than I feel like the only other person that's maybe close to her level in striking is, is probably Holly. Yeah. And I yeah. just, I still don't even think like Holly's hands are as, like, it's more like her kicks. It's, it's you know? definitely her kicks and her kickboxing. But if Michigan Aldana take, has some slick striking, if anyone could neutralize that striking is probably someone like Misha Tate though. True, but I'm just saying it's. Oh yeah, that, you know, besides uh, Durandamy, I would say like that's probably the biggest strike, and obviously Cyborg. I like Aldana like, more than Jermaine Durandamy. 
actually. That's I'm just yeah. That's a yeah. I, that's a good. I think that's a good future match. Like there's mm-hmm. two possible good matchups. I don't know. Misha Tate's hands didn't give me enough to like really believe that she's gonna be able to have enough to uh to really challenge uh Nunez. Yeah. But we'll see, man. I don't know. It just didn't look as crisp as I really think it should to to give her a challenge. Yeah. Um, I like it though, and I'm so glad Mitch Tate's back. We get some real competition and some really great fights that we should be able to look forward to in the somewhat struggling women's bantamweight division. Um, but of course, that's going to take us to the main event of the evening, which was Islam Makhachev versus Tiago Moises. And even though Moises got mauled in this fight, I still want to at least congratulate him on accepting a fight with Makhachev because even that seems to be. A real achievement at this point in time, according to if we or to believe all the reports of how many fighters have turned down a fight with Islam. Uh, but ultimately, this fight went as expected. And it was just, I mean, shut down, ground game, ended up getting the rear neck and choke around four. He now extends his winning streak to eight, which is second longest in the lightweights, only behind Oliveras with nine in a row. And this. I mean, it, there wasn't really too much to talk about f- from the fight. Everything went as expected. There was nothing super notable besides the fact that Makachev is just the real freaking deal. But one of the things, um, let's take a look at his ceiling real quick. So right now, um, just it, it's going to be a, a few wrong question. Uh, is he a top five fighter? Uh, where would you rank him? And could he? What what would it look like if he challenged for? If he hypothetically challenged Charles Oliver for the belt right now, and then also we have the Khabib um, kind of kind of correlations here. We have the comparisons. Is this going to happen if he's the same style of fighter from the same part of the world with Khabib as his coach? So, what do you think about those comparisons? I mean, maybe let let's ask this question first. Let's, what do you think about the uh, Khabib comparisons, and is it an okay one to make? Yeah, I mean, he's he's basically grown up with Habib. He got coached mm-hmm. by Habib's father. He was, you know, they were on the same, you know, team growing up. Uh, yeah, I think that's a very fair comparison. You look at the the, the game plan that he he's been imposing against his opponents. It's it's you know uh, pressure wrestling based mm-hmm. with uh, the Dagestani handcuffs, as Michael Bisping <laughs> refers to him as. Um, he's you know he has great submissions, arm bars choke holds whatever you need uh and the one thing that is different about him compared to habib i think a little bit is he seems a little more fluid in his with his striking yes. seems a little less hesitant i think uh well, maybe not hesitant but just it's, a little more willing to just stand and trade for a sec right. habib would never get caught in standing and trading even though he probably could and his chin probably could hold it i mean we saw how well he against took- certain opponents he he would like you know the ally quintas but yes yeah. against like a mcgregor against a a Gaethje against mm-hmm. well, I, mean, I he kind of stood against Gaethje. He kind a of stood. His chin was the most proof against Gaethje. And, I mean, we never saw his chin get really get tested, but it passed yeah, against Gaethje, definitely. which is scary. But uh, Makachev is definitely a little, you're more scared about him on the on the feet than you would be against a uh, Habib type guy. Um, but they're both just extremely lethal on the ground. It's it's so scary, yeah. and the pressure. They're just so good. Applies. They're so yeah, like it's just. They, they know what to do in every position because they've been there a billion times against not only humans but bears apparently. So, <laughs> you know, what are you gonna do against those freaking crazy? Cold rivers against the current. 
yeah, like, come on, man. We need to get some anti-Habib stuff out here. Someone needs to learn how to freaking beat these Dagestan guys because it's just, it's going to get crazy. The coach Habib's undefeated right now. What are you guys going to do? 5-0, man. 5-0, not, not only is he undefeated, but he also is one of the best hosts ever as, I mean, in, in the post-fight interview, yeah, Michael was saying that Habib paid for a house, cars, food, yep. the camp, covered all this stuff. And so, Coach Habib, man. He's a real legend. I really I saw, like I saw some uh, some trolls online, too. Oh boy, the course. Kevin Holland fight does not count, okay? That does not count against Coach Habib's record. He was <laughs> he was not coaching him. He was just giving him advice. He was a ringside advisor. He was certainly even giving him advice. <laughs> I know. He was kind of just laughing and pointing at him. And a recording. 4K, brother. <laughs> he, well, he was giving him advice. He said, focus on the fight. Oh yeah, so, that, that count. ringside advisor, I would say. Uh, that was one of the funniest moments, man. That was so good. I need we need to ship Kevin Holland to Dagestan pronto, man. That's right. I mean, I think he's he's probably gotten a little bit of time with Habib. Probably he's he's right? been with ATA, uh, uh, AKA. Oh, sorry, excuse me, AKA. Man, all how, those... how dare you? Uh, I know two totally. Well, Dagestan is going to come man. after you, bro. Uh, they're going. I think I'd rather uh, fight the bear that they were wrestling with instead of one of them, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, I think the bear is like a cub, so sure. if it was equal, you know, equal size bear, I might yes, have a chance. I'd fight that. <laughs> <laughs> might have a chance to say it's whether you want to get mauled by a bear or mauled by a Dagestani. I don't know which one's worse. Um, also, I don't know if you caught it, but before we get to our lightweight matchmaking, have you seen the drama playing? I'll put it in quotes. The drama playing out between Makachev and Dan Hooker on, on Twitter? Um, I, uh, I've i seen pieces. I saw Dan Hooker call him out again, and then I saw uh, Makachev say that he's unworthy, like he's lost like two mm-hmm. something fights in a row. And then the most recent tweet from um, Dan Hooker was, he said, scared, haha, check the timeline. I went to war with Felder and Poirier while you were chirping. Both make your fight Saturday look like a tickle party. <laughs> if you have a problem, we can fight September. Make your fight look like a tickle party. If you have a problem, we can fight September. Oh my God, dude, what a that's tweet. crazy. What yeah, a that's, tweet. That's that's, yeah, ten eight round for Hooker on Twitter. Oh, I love that. I swear he must have went to the Chill Sun show of tweet or the school of tweeting, man. It's. I think they got banter over there. And uh, he's is he an Aussie or is he's he New Zealand? A, um, he's New Zealand. Um, both. I mean, that they both do that neck of the woods. Um, they're both. I mean, both Aussies, both the Kiwis. Hi, Tuivaza, you know. I mean, they, they know how – I mean, Robert Whitaker. Is he? Is, all of those guys, I mean, both countries, they know how to talk to smack. And Dan Hooker puts a smack down on some Twitter. So I love that drama. Is that the fight to make? No. But we're going to tell you the fights to make. Um, but, of course – I'd look, still be down, though. Oh. You yeah. could definitely, with, with what we're going to say – you could definitely switch out what we're going to pick with Hooker yes. and would not be mad at all. Oh, no, no. Honestly, with any of these eight names we're going to give you. Because I think Hooker's the odd man out, right, from what we picked? No, um, no, I do have a five for Hooker. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do have a five for Hooker. That? Um, yeah, and so, I mean, the top eight really is – is uh, we I have eight fighters that, that we can go with, so it's going to be good. Um, really, the only guys that I don't have a five for from this – um, in the lightweight division would be um, Tony Ferguson and Conor McGregor. 
But a maybe just have them fight each other. I don't care at this point. <laughs> oh no, that's right. I remember the fight we, we picked for Hooker. Now, yes, sir. Hey, it was a good one. We had a good time doing some brainstorming on the on the Twitter DMs. But Islam, he did call out Tony Ferguson and Artie after the fight, and then Dana does want to give him Benil Dariush. So, um, Benny boy, which would be a great fight, man. I think it would be a competitive fight. For Dariush sure. is a guy that could be a stand-in fighter for. It just sucks for Benny because he's, fight. dude, he's such a good guy, and you're gonna give so, him Islam. That's Damn, so messed dude. up, man. Right when he gets his number, right, right when, when he gets he's on his Tesla. winning streak, right when he gets his Tesla, he's not even gonna get a chance to get the title. Mm. So, oh, I mean, I mean, sorry, he might, he might win, he might win. Yeah, he might win. Bless Honestly, him. if but, he did, if he did win, that would be dope. I'd be super happy for him. So. Yeah. But see, there's, anyway. a, there's a couple of other fights that I might prefer for Islam Makhachev, but Data White is probably going to get what he wants in, in right. this one. So I'm assuming that we're going to get Islam versus Daryush. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the title fight, Blake, it's going to be Dustin um, Poirier versus Charles Oliveira. Oliveira. I mean, yep. who else but that? And then, please, MMA gods, I will pray to all of you, just let's get Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje. It's so easy. It's so easy. That would be a hell of a fight. Oh, someone's getting murdered. Also, speaking of Michael Chandler real quick, he did fantastic on the commentary desk for the UFC this weekend. Mm-hmm. I thought he was yeah, really well in he that position. Well. He did well. He's a very well-spoken guy. Also looks great in his suit. So hats off to him. Um, then we had that Islam Darius fight. And then you're saying, oh, man, that might be Dan Hooker. But give us Dan Hooker versus RDA. Book it. Book those four fights. Book those four that, fights and get us all the money. I'm just checking right now, uh, making sure that hasn't happened yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did think it, I saw it. It has yeah. not happened, it doesn't look like. See? All new, four new fights, four fantastic fights. I swear, Sean Shelby, give me a job. Please. Please. I will, I, I will do a lot of things for that job. I will not mention them on the show. Because I have dignity still. Yeah, has not happened. So, super dope. Yeah. What do you think? All what's, of our. What's the best fight out of all of these? Out of the ones that we just listed? Yeah. If those all happened, man. Um, Dude, all four of them could be five years. <laughs> I think. It's uh, I think just off of straight up just saying it out loud, mm-hmm. um, Gaethje versus Chandler probably yes. gets me the most pumped up. But if you really sit down and think about it, Poirier and, and Oliveira is going to be such a high level fight. It's yeah. just it, it's just going to be interesting to see how it plays out and if it really does go down. I hope mm-hmm. it does. It but better it better go down, man. Never know. Um, but yeah, I, I think it has to be between those two fights. RDA Hooker is amazing. Um, and then Dariush versus Makachev, that, that's just going to be a chess match. So I don't think it's going to be a fight of the year, but it, I mean, it could end up being one of like the most competitive fights of all time. Yeah. Let's say. That's, just, I mean, obviously, either guy that wins that fight gets the title shot, presumably. Or, most likely. or, what or number it, one or, contender. Yes. Or the another scenario that you could look at that is that you have the winner of Chandler versus Gaethje fight the winner of Makachev and Dariush. And then you have the losers fight the losers in that one. And, oh, and, and if you go that route, that's not bad either. I think that I think it's more likely the winner of Gaethje and Chandler would fight for the belt. Mm-hmm. And but that's kind of tough too because if Chandler won, I don't know. I don't know, man. Styles makes fights. 
And I don't know. It's a tough one. It would be a tough one. And that's why I'm glad I don't have this problem. But if you want these fights, I can make them. So uh, let us know what you guys think about that stuff. Because obviously these would be so much fun to put together. Um, and then I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But real quick, before we get to UFC Vegas 32 and, of course, the Blake's Bangers and our predictions for that main event. Which, let's just say, the yeah. Blake's Bangers lately, I mean... Oh, they've been hitting! I don't think I missed hidden. on a fight for, like, a, like maybe a month and a half, two months. No, I'm telling you, the last two months, unless the fight has been canceled or scrapped, you've hit, Blake. You've hit, so first And off, not only am I hitting, it's like they're, they're a good fight, but they are the best fights on the card for the most yes. part. Blake, so, just... You, just want to give myself a pat on the back. You guys need to listen to me. Watch those fights. You're so good. You're, you're so good at this stuff. Man. I'm also the suck my pick title holder, so you remember are. that. You are, unfortunately. And you still have the record for most title defense, consecutive title defenses. So, <sighs> I guess there's a reason I picked you to be our UFC correspondent, Blake. You're welcome. Uh, or good job, Ross. I'm so good at scouting talent. <laughs> pat on my back. <laughs> You you all right you all right I'll turn this one to me <laughs> but just want to give our thoughts on just real quick on tough um, the return of T tough season twenty nine episode seven uh, we had a I would say the best fight of the of the season so far maybe the one in episode six that one it, it's definitely between six or seven hands down I think it's safe to say but Brady Heisen. And Josh Reddinghouse put on a show. And all I got to say is that this decision was not good. Um, I, I didn't like it, Blake. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I I really thought I thought Josh got it. I thought Josh Reddinghouse got the fight. Um, he looked more dangerous. He looked like he was, ob I mean, clearly put more damage on, on uh, Brady. Yes. So and the only damage that that Reading House suffered was from a from a headbutt. Headbutt, yeah, a head clash, inverted head clash. Yeah, and I mean that was huge cut. I mean gnarly cut. Oh, that was a deep um, cut. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't understand how they gave Brady that fight. It was kind of just, it it just sucked, man. That's what I'm watching. It's, it's that, not like if we have anything against Brady Heisen. Like no, like it, it's not like we're Matt. We're that, not, well. That's kind of the cool thing about this season of Tough is. I'm really I'm almost rooting for everybody because almost everyone besides uh, I don't hate besides Raposo he's kind of the yeah, annoying dude. He's kind of, but really, be, um, but I yeah, like I'm everyone. For everyone. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. Reddinghouse. I kind of thought he was a little like not to sound like a d bag, but I thought he was a little weird coming into this this episode. He looked and, almost uh, douchey, but like on the edge of douchey. But yeah, the fight, but, dude. He sure... surprised the absolute shit out of me. Yeah. I mean, that guy can fight. His uppercut, oh his counter uppercut, was just insane. So good. But these last two fights, they belong. If you put these on a fight on, on like a on the main Free card land. for a, if you put them on the main card for a fight night, I don't think they'd be out of place. Yeah, I'd watch it. Hey, uh, or a pay per view prelim. These would look great. These would be Blake's bangers. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely Ricky versus Dan, and definitely mm -hmm. this fight. I mean, these these last, like you said, these last two weeks have been awesome. It's so good, and although the drama and all the in-house, the inside the tough house stuff might not be there, the fights have been great. I think as a season, in terms of just fights, this is top five season already. You know, they've been so good. So if you're just looking forward to the fights, it's been a really good season of tough. Um, and, and I've 
really been enjoying it. I don't watch it on Tuesday nights when it comes out because um, the ESPN streaming app blows, and I hate ESPN. Uh, <laughs> so I just watch it the the morning after. So it. I yeah, know. I think it comes out super late when it comes out six o'clock. Yeah, Mountain so or, or sorry, sorry, seven o'clock Mountain Time, six o'clock six, Pacific Time. Six for me, yeah. Yeah, um, then nine o'clock. Which was Eastern. dumb. I was hella mad the first week it came out. I was like, damn, this isn't even already up when I got home from work. Right. So I just I just watch in the morning, you know. Um, it's a good time for me. So, but it's I, a good time for me. It's a good time for me, Blake. And what else is gonna be a good time for all of us? Is UFC Fight Night, San Hagen versus Dillashaw, UFC Vegas thirty two. Oh boy, I'm so pumped. Before we get to Blake's Bankers, just there's a lot of fights that you want to shout in here. Um, I mean, guys like uh, Andre um, UL and Julio Ars. Um, you got, unfortunately, the Dawkins fight got bumped to next card um, on UFC Vegas 33. I was really looking forward to that. Um, and then there's some other stuff. There's It's really important for the women's divisions because you have two prospects in the women's flyweight division between Miranda Maverick and Macy Barber, which is going to be a great fight. You then you have um, Aspen Ladd and Macy Tyson and for the women's bantamweight division. Aspen Ladd still the number three ranked fighter, and she's had a lengthy layoff due to ACL surgery, and so she's finally making a return to the octagon. Her last fight was on the Overeem versus Royston straight card against Yana uh, Kunitsuyaka. Uh, sorry, I just butchered the hell of that name. I'm not going to attempt it again. Um, and so that was her last fight in December of 2019. And so it, it's really great to see her um, back on this. And then her fight before that was uh, against Jermaine Durandamine, where um, she suffered that loss. That was at UC Fight Night 155 Sacramento. And um, um, that was actually the return card of... Um, of uh, Damn it, how am I forgetting on Uriah Faber? Thank you. Thank you gotcha. so much. Uh, I can't believe I was just thinking of blonde haired butt chin and I couldn't get the name for a second. Huh. Uh, <laughs> no disrespect to the legend, the 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 goat of the guillotine. Um but uh I'm excited to see her back because she's a really um up and coming prospect um in, in that division as well. And so but Blake, I need it. Give me the Blake's fingers and which fights are going to be guaranteed to hit this weekend also you got you forgot to say kyler phillips versus uh the Ra raulian paiva that should be a good oh, fight sorry. too sorry yeah but other than that you were you were nailed it thank you i was also trying to stay uh away from the blake's bankers too so i don't step on your toes gosh you bro <laughs> um the bangers this week we're gonna start with a battle that's been brewing for a while now between uh, two fighters that have their favorite uh, junk food, so to say. One being Dr. Pepper, and one, if I'm not mistaken, is Reese's. It is, is it? Reese's Cups. Just Reese's also, Cups, Just real quick, specific. what would you rather have, like, a lifetime supply of Dr. Pepper or a lifetime supply of Reese's Cups? Mm, I'd probably go with the Reese's Cups. Me too. Because, I, I mean, I wouldn't be eating either of them very often. Doctor's a good drinking soda. slash eating. You know, Dr. Pepper's a good soda. I'm more of a chocolate guy than soda guy. Yeah, though. but I just don't need a lifetime supply of soda, though. That's just oh, not what I need. If I have fine. Reese's, like, dude, girls love chocolate and peanut butter. I can give those out all the time. Hey, lifetime you know, supply up? of proper number twelve, though. Got the I got the Reese's on deck, ladies. Come <laughs> over. But uh, Dr Pepper, it's like you, you know that's stop. that's kind of for fat people almost. <laughs> well, no but, offense. Hey, I'm well, fat honestly, too, so don't worry about the it. The diet, my my girlfriend loves these. The diet cream Dr Peppers were very good. 
I will I will say that. I'll take your word for it. I love a good cream soda. Also, cherry Dr. Pepper is pretty good too. I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad soda. I'm just saying if you're if you're offering lifetime supplies, I'm gonna go with the <laughs> with the with the Reese's peanut butter cups. Also, Reese's pieces are better than M and M's. Don't at me. Oh. That's tough, dude. That, not, see, that's a tough no, one. Normal M and M's, but those peanut M and M's, or or sorry, not the peanut, but the pretzel M and M's, are so good. M and M's has such. You'd have to limit it to like one flavor of M and M's, and let's just say like if it was milk chocolate M and M's, like just the regular M and M's versus yes, normal milk chocolate M and M's, Reese's normal pieces size against Reese's pieces. Yeah, then if we're just doing I'm one bag, pieces. if we're doing one bag, yes, I'm gonna do Reese's pieces. But if you're saying that. You know, I could only choose one for the rest of my life. I'm probably going to choose M and M's, honestly. That's fair. I, I think I. Oh, that's I don't. I don't get tired of M and M's, bro. Reese's Pieces, I get tired after bro, one bag. I'm like, me, oh, that's so. They're a little more sugary. Really sugary. But I haven't had either for a while. <laughs> but all I know is I love <laughs> the pretzel M and M's. Oh, they're so good. Also, that's I just want to say, uh, thin mints are underrated. Thank you very much. But let's get back. Let's get away from the food into the fights. <laughs> Yes, so back to what we were talking about. Blake's bangers, of course. Uh, I'm going to go with Yanez versus Costa. Uh, I forget what. Adrian Yanez versus Randy Costa, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. I could not remember that one dude's name. Um, next fight. So those are the two guys I was telling you about. Dr. Pepper versus Reese's Pieces, or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Next fight, we're going to do... Uh, God, I'm going to butcher this. Punaleli Soriano. I'm so sorry. Hey, is he... let's know who's worse at pronouncing names, us or Chael Sonnen. What what's his nickname? Can you can you look that up really quick? Yes, I, I got you. Let, let's find this dude's nickname because it might be easier to pronounce, right? Um, I hope so. Puna. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's not what I was looking. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking I... uh I'm, who am I thinking of with coconut bombs? Coconut bombs. Oh, who are you thinking who of? Who is that? I don't Open know. Let, let's go on the venture and find this real quick. If I could, uh, you know, spell coconut correctly. Oh, Pitolo. Pitolo. Yes. That's the forget? one. That's the one. The guy with, that has the gauges. Yes. He has the tape on his ears. Yes. And the buff guy, too. Yes. He's well built. He's a well built human being. So is Punalele, bro. I, I need to stop saying his name. Hey, Soriano. Them, them Hawaiians are built. But yeah, he's going up against mm. Brendan Allen. Brendan Allen, another specimen, I would say, twenty-five years old, six foot Holloway two. Holloway weighed one hundred eighty-five pounds. Would he be buff? Do you think he'd be ripped? Mm. I mean, probably not. He has to. I, I think he. Uh, no, like if he was the size of one of these fighters, if he's he'd have to, you have to put on some. Well, I mean, I don't know. He's five. He's like five ten. Yeah. You're getting us off track, Ross. Relax. <laughs> what are you talking about here? Let's get let's get the bangers listed. <laughs> Soriano versus Allen, Randy Costa versus Adrian Yanez, and last but not least, we're gonna go. Oh shoot, I lost it. Unbelievable. Yeah, hey, look, me getting off track, man. You came. Elkins, you, you're of not course. Even on track. How could I forget? Darren Elkins versus uh, Minner. Derek Minner. Derek of course, Minner. Derek Minner. If you go back a little bit in our uh, length of interviews, uh, we do have uh, an interview with him, a really good one. So I would go check that out. Yeah, and I mean, the, the reason I'm choosing uh, Darren Elkins and Minner, Minner's kind of, I, I want to say he's only been in the UFC for about three fights, right? 
Yeah, yeah. He's fairly he's, he's fairly he's a new. pressure guy onto the. Um, he's had a couple. Scene. He's had a couple nice performances in a row though. But Solid. Darren Elkins, what's his nickname? The damage. Does he? Yes or true or false? He has it tattooed on him. He has one of the ugliest tattoos I've ever seen on him. But, <laughs> but it does say the damage. It does say the damage. And also, I do say, um, if he, if I ever saw him in person, I would say it's the greatest tattoo I've ever seen. Please don't hurt me. Well, I think he kind of made it ugly on purpose, though, don't you think? I, It's a bit of a meme at this point. It's it's one of those meme tattoos. I'll speak of meme, meme tattoos, Blake. We're going to get off tra- topic again. But Sugar Sean O'Malley with the 6ix9ine tattoo on him. Get your boy, Blake. That is awful. Why? <laughs> Why do we do this? <laughs> Ah, dude, it's funny, bro. I like it. <laughs> it's so bad. It's whatever. Both I think with people the rainbow get so hair upset. Too, it's so... People get so like, look at you getting upset. Like, I dude, just it's, think it's they're funny. boys. They're boys. Yeah. I do. Do I think it is a little sus? You got six nine tatted on them. <laughs> a little sus, but I mean, when you think about it, it literally is just two fucking numbers tatted on his body. It doesn't mean exactly. Anything. It's and all... not to mention, it's gonna get so many people talking about it. So, dude, I, I'm sure whatever. those impressions are already blown up. He probably you know, already you know has. He's on a. You know, like what they were hanging out for, right? Like Sugar Sean was with Steve. Will do it. Are you familiar with the Nelf oh, Boys? Oh yeah. So there's gonna be yeah. a fat blo- uh, vlog coming out probably oh, with him six nine. Hey, Sugar just Sean. imagine all the new Twitch followers, subscribers he's going to get, man. That's yeah, because mm-hmm. he because Sean's I think he has a couple thousand followers on Twitch, but but yeah, dude. Is Steve's it followers or subscribers? Pre- subscribers, yeah. Subscribers on Twitch. I, I'm not. I'm... I think. Well, I think you. I'm not too sure because I don't. I don't really. Use he has Twitch people like that. that pay to watch him. Yeah, it's yes. it's a, it's it's different than than what we do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe for now. Maybe for better video games or or just like to be potheads with colorful hair. Um, yeah. I will never get to that point in my life. So. I just need to start chugging beers every time we uh, record, bro. Blake, three proper twelve, three shots of proper twelve down the hatch. Before my analysis would be try. I just start. I don't even know what I would do. I'd probably just start saying he's ridiculous he's stuff. A bitch, <laughs> he's a pussy. Have all these fighters in my DMs like, hey, what's going on here, pal? You're gonna be like Paul Felder. I thought you wanted you to interview to me. You just insulted me. <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? This way you gotta get drunk and insult them on camera. Even better. Yeah, but I mean a very me roundabout die. way of getting your Blake Spangers out, but there we go. Um and then just real quick, let's cap things off besides your name of the week, of course. Predictions for San Hagen versus TJ Dillashaw. And um who do you have in this one? Also, I mean, just a couple questions. Will the winner have to wait for Aljo and Jan to run it back um, before they can actually fight? Do you think there's going to be a little bit of a delay in that? And also, uh, I mean, TJ will never get the fans back on his side. I hate that bum. And Blake pointed out, he looks like such a douchebag in the fighter poster. And I hate him. I hate him so much. Connor was right. There's a snake in the grass. And it's TJ, the CEO of EPO. Did you see he was on Brendan Schaub's food truck diaries with his clean juice food truck? Yes, that was one of the Ugh. most ironic things I've seen in my life, Blake. Yeah, don't <laughs> I? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Mystic Mac, he predicts fights and he predicts traitors. <laughs> dude, McGregor was really on fire back then. He was calling everything. <laughs> that was peak McGregor, dude. He was so good. Um, but uh, predictions, Blake. Let's let's get it. Who wins? I'm gonna go Corey. I'm gonna go Corey by probably fourth round TKO. Hey, I'm gonna tell you right now, 
Corey Sanhagen, I love the prediction, Blake. Give me that second round ass whooping by Corey Sanhagen. I want him to put TJ out quick, and I don't really want to see TJ in the octagon again, to be honest. I hate this fool, and I don't think he deserves a second chance. Because EPO is some really serious performance-enhancing stuff, man. Like, and also that little documentary where, like, Oh, yeah, uh, my manager called me. He said, I got a call from the UFC and my stomach just dropped. It's like, dude, you knew you were cheating. Yeah. like You knew on. you were cheating. Don't yeah. be surprised. They got, But they got to make a story, you know. Right. Don't so. be surprised. You saw that got John Jones. They got for those pictograms. They're going to get you for EPO. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, at least. <laughs> oh, man. Right. You saw that, man. They're going to get you, whether it be at 8 o'clock at night or 6 o'clock in the morning on fight day. They're going to get you, and they're going to get their piss sample. It's just is what it is. <laughs> and blood. Piss and, and blood. Piss and blood, man. Uh, but also, let, let's cap things off here, ladies and gentlemen, with the Nene of the week. I feel like we've gone off topic enough this show where it's about damn time we get to this, this uh, segment. And this is going to Greg Hardy because if you saw – what, and you can look at what we retweeted on, on at Fourth Lawn Radio on t- our Twitter page. If you saw what Taito Ibasa was uh, was putting up on Instagram uh, about Greg Hardy, uh, you'd almost, almost feel bad for Greg. But a lot of stuff. Um, Until I, I, you remember that he beats women up and throws them on assault rifles. It, it, exactly. So then, then you I, I kind of had to be reminded of that. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not feeling bad for Greg Hardy. Oh, wait. Never he's mind. a woman abuser. Let's them. I don't feel bad for him, but let's. I'll think this is English. I might get a stroke reading this, but I'm going to read the captions for a couple of these. Um, Bam Bam Tatuvasa said, "Accurate Cardi Jr. Chicken Dance, bruh. Ha ha. I'm gonna leave this here and let you think about some things, okay? Or I'll come there and smack your other eye, you eye guy. And then a bunch of laughing face emojis. Talk too much. End up on your back." I am a man. I hit you back, oos. Hashtag bam bam. And then the other one, um, another picture of him whooping his ass. He added DJ Khaled and said the um, the chicken emoji and the dance emoji. So more chicken dance there. Then he posted a, a Greg Hardy's jacked up face after the fight and said, Okay, I'm putting my phone away now, but don't talk shit after I already fucked you up. Can meet up whenever, um, wherever my bread. Um, hashtag bam bam. <laughs> get nay-nayed. <laughs> Go and get your ass knocked out hard. Go and get your head bounced off the canvas, and then uh, you're going to have time to do a boss and make fun of you on Twitter a week later. Yeah. Or on Instagram. Rough life. Uh, that's so great to me. But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it for us on this very eventful UFC talk, uh, um, one of the most off-topic ones, but still on topic at the same time that we've had in almost forever. But we really do appreciate um, you sticking with us until the end. And just a quick shout-out to our Patreon supporters over on Patreon.com. You can go over there, Patreon.com slash Fourth and Long. Help Blake get his first paycheck ever. We're still grinding, and we're getting closer by the day with the help from you beautiful people for not only tuning in, by helping going a little extra step further and donating. You can become a patron just for $1 a month. And um, you can use a $5 tier and $10 tier. And each tier gets you bonus uh, content and a bunch of bonus stuff. And the more you donate, 
the more you get. So once again, you go on over to patreon.com slash fourth and long. And a thank you to our patrons today goes to at the big bat box for all your card collecting needs. Thank you so much for Ray Rodriguez and his patronage. Uh, shout out to Ryan Watson and Neil Wiley. But Blake, your thoughts on TJ Dillashaw versus Corey Sanhagen in one word or phrase. Man, I don't know. That's tough, dude. You I want to say something clever. Every week. I want to say something clever about something, you know, like keep your grass cut short or something. <laughs> you know, get rid of those snakes. But I can't come up with anything clever. So I just hope that uh, – I hope Corey beats his ass for using steroids. <laughs> uh, we'll just say don't cheat uh, or you get beat. Cheaters never oh! prosper. No, no, Blake. Don't cheat or you get beat. I Come think on. Cheaters Never Prosper is no, that much, was much more rhymes. known. Mine rhymes, though. Mine rhymes, too. Cheaters Mine's Never original. Mine's original. Rhyme. That doesn't I think rhyme. it rhymes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you in the next episode, okay?